right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. Hey now. Season 4, Episode 1. Hey now. Happy, is that official? Happy Podiversary, guys. Podiverse, it's our Podiversary. Man, we did I it. Yes, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. I'm not just talking about Tony Allen this time. Oh. Uh, Shout out, Grandfather, getting his number retired. Yeah. We choose to honor your legacy by refusing to give you a minimum contract, which is in its own way, could be honoring his legacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I've gone full uh, home team here. <laughs> Drink all that Kool-Aid. I've got a... That's right. I'm a mouthpiece for the Memphis Grizzlies and Grind City Media. Four years, guys. Come on now. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Congrats. Uh, Technically, it's three years, but... Well, like on this beginning of four. We're starting. It's our third birthday. It's, yeah. Fourth season. Did we have breakfast? Your boy had breakfast. What you had, Chuck? I went to Ruby Ann's again. That's like, uh, it's my my top favorite place for those biscuits that I love so much. Chicken biscuit, the pepper, pepper jelly, pepper jelly, pepper jelly, and the little uh, creamy goat cheese. I know it's I'm a I'm a creature habit, but it's a five dollar biscuit and it'll blow your mind. Goat and, cheese, uh, you ever get the anaphylactic shock? Yeah. No, uh, no. Good, I've, good. I've I don't know had, what you're doing. No was allergies. That, was no. that? I say burn after reading reference. Was it? Oh, was it? I didn't even. Know, I, didn't even yeah, I, was like, I was like, is that is that New York radio host? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like the obscure burn after reading reference. It's just lying on the floor there. Oh, no. Didn't. Still right over my head. I know. And I watched that movie, which is rare. This is a crucifixion. I'm doing my <laughs> yeah, arms. That's how he's doing his arms out. You're a Mormon. <laughs> to you, everyone's an alcoholic. Okay. I should rewatch this movie now, I think. That's, oh. a mo- that's a hangout movie. It's the first time you see that movie, it's okay. Yeah, you're like, all but right. But then you, you watch it over and over and over again, you hang out with the characters, and you start to notice little things. <laughs> it's a great movie. Well, it's like, and uh, yeah, and he didn't make it. Great. <laughs> that's great. And uh, much like this podcast at the end, every time it's... And what do we learn here? That's Nothing. right. <laughs> fade, fade up into the, uh, the the galaxy view. We got we, we get nothing. Means nothing. John, what do you have for breakfast? Sadness. Sadness? I've only been awake for about 45 minutes. Those were our best podcasts. Yay. Mm-hmm. Hangover cast. You guys did it did it hard at the Nashville Best of? Yeah. Just, uh, well, John worked. Yeah, I had to work for some. Someone's foot exploded, so I had to yeah. cover a shift. And so he was there past eight o'clock, which John is one no. of the rare bartenders that are you know, refuses to work past eight o'clock eight at night. A.M. Eight p.m. Oh, p.m. I have special rules in yeah, place. Yeah. So he uh, he's he was there late, and you know if he's at a bar after dark, he's gonna get drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we have this little rule at our bar where we don't care if people get faced. No. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, he got he got ripped, and then I thought the, I there. thought there was more to that <clears throat> sentence, Chuck. Usually, ma- <laughs> no, like no. we don't care. Period. I mean, comma, and then the rest of the clause. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we just don't, no. Care. We we, just don't care. We really don't. We've our managers get blackout drunk and like pass out in the. Sidewalk I was the least front. drunk person, and I was very drunk. Yeah, well, I was pretty undrunk. I ate a lot of food. We we the bar you smelled that, drunk. The bar that I uh, that I do food at it's um uh, it's called Rosemary. It's in East Nashville. It just won an award. I gotta bleep that. You're not paying us any kind of um, uh, sponsorship. It's uh, best new bar in Nashville by the Nashville scene. The Alt Weekly we have here. 
Um, Which so, yeah. I also happen to work for. Could that be a coincidence? I don't know. I, I have also I gotta worked say, for a lot of the, well. A lot of the winners, I was like, I know that person. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did every 35 to 37-year-old win all the awards? Right. And, yeah, uh, ethics, baby. <laughs> yeah, John and I have both written for that publication. And they gave us an, an award once. Best, uh, best but Nash- that one was legitimate. It was legit. It was the <laughs> best Nashville sports podcast. It's gonna, us and no other I'm competition. I'm sit over here and twiddle my thumbs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was our first piece of publicity. So, But yeah, Best in Nashville. They throw a huge party, all this free food, and I ate a suspect meatball. I guess technically for breakfast I had uh, tequila and grapefruit. Mm. There you have it. A little Paloma? Yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> so many Palomas. Lots. What is it? It's a Paloma. It's a Paloma. Stupid bar. That's an inside. That's an inside inside joke for six listeners. (laughs) My breakfast was uh, Jersey Mike's. Shut up. Number thirteen. Damn, bro. It's pretty good. Acting like me today. They uh, raised the price on number thirteen. It's so it fourteen eighty. Whoa. One giant thirteen at Jersey Mike's. Fourteen dollars and eighty cents. Do you slam a whole giant? You I actually do. didn't. I, I ate one segment at 11 a.m. And then I've been reco- I recorded a podcast before this. Oh, mm. man. So, yeah, I, I ate a little bit. Got up at 5 this morning. Whoa. You Big know thing. when you have a hangover and everything sounds like the most delicious thing you've ever heard of? Oh, right. I'm thinking about a 13 and just fully engorged. John. We were passing by yeah. convenience stores, and I wanted to stop and eat at them. Yeah. He was kind of wrap turkey sub. <laughs> Does everyone have $15 to buy a sub with? I mean, that's got it, but you got a lot of money. That's like two meals, though. That's a prohibitive price point cut off in my mind. They know how badly you want it. I did want it pretty bad. But you could feed a family off that, right? Like two, like two, no, a mom, a dad, and a child. Off $15. Yes, I could. Off one giant Jersey Mike's. No, I could not. Hey, guys, I have a little controversial topic to talk about. What's that? So I have a friend, and I want you to give me the real answer. I have a friend who orders the 13th subs roast beef for ham. That's un- unheard of. Wait, that's not a 13. 13 is the Italian. Yes. No roast beef on there. No. Oh, oh he puts roast beef on oh, the Italian. Puts the, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have... That doesn't sound right, man. I do love roast beef. I'm man. not the right person to criticize another's food tastes. Yeah. Well, I am, and I think that's disgusting. <laughs> I like roast beef in a vacuum. Mm. Or cooked in a vacuum sealed sous vide. Yeah. <laughs> but I do not think roast beef and salami and mortadelle and all those things belong together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gabagool. Gabagool. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um you know what? I I admire it as an as a thought. You know, somebody was like, Yeah, let's get this you know what we need? A little more savory here, a little less spice. And uh the the ham is a is a a bland. That's the blandest meat on that. On that whole sandwich, I just called blam, blam, spam, and he and he said, you know what? Let's put a little more. We need, we need, we need to kick up the flavor. Uh, he's trying, he's trying to drive that train into. He's the conductor of I flavor. Think the town. ham is the sweetness on the Italian, my, but maybe he doesn't like sweet. Uh, maybe my like deli savory. meat light is going off, saying mm-hmm. we've talked about deli meat for too long. All Shut right. up! Impossible. We've learned nothing here. <laughs> we've learned. What have we learned? All right, after our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Yes, Keith, I have to apologize to you. I robbed you of money. You had that Hawks minus 240 missed the playoffs bet. We have come to find out it was minus 2400 all along. But since it was on that website, 
You could have placed that bet, and they would have had to honor it. I said it on the show like three times. Cost this you millions. A, this is a slam dunk bet. I said it on Twitter. Some people retweeted it. Like uh, listener Jeff Siegel pointed out, who is a uh, he's a card counting casino. Oh, Siegel the Beagle. Maven. He uh, he. Uh, uh, we got a bird dog in the house. He's he, he's banned from a few places. Really, but uh, that's awesome. He he's he saw that and he actually covers the Hawks some, mm-hmm. and he was like, "What?" He's like, "I might." Sell my car and, <laughs> and just put all that on minus two four. Yeah, but so it turns out. Well, here's how scarred I am as a gambler. This slam dunk bet, I was still like, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, that, was, that seems like an. I'm afraid. What do they know? You, right. you, my you alarm go, just started going off. I was like, what's good, what's going on you here? Got, you go. You guys go back and listen to that uh, our prop bet episode a few episodes ago. At the very end, I'm like, this is an incredible investment of return. I'm yeah. so sorry. And John's just John, the professional gambler, is just yelling at me like, that's how you lose your role, Keith. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? I think. <laughs> Would you uh, like to see my role? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Vienna sausage. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> uh, my apology is I got some things factually wrong. Last episode, if you remember, we recorded half the episode, and then there was a brief gap where we came back hours later, recorded the second half. I imbibed a few drinks in between those two things, and I did an impromptu game of scones, asking you the ages to put in order of age. Oh, Malcolm I, I Brogdon, totally assumed that you had just cut that out. Tony Roden <laughs> and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. However, in my state. I had a lot of trouble determining if you were born in March or April, which one made you older. I got it wrong. Wow. wow. <laughs> so it turns out Chuck was not correct. Oh, good. Turns out John was correct. I had, I had a feeling. The, pro- the proper order is... That checks out usually. Oldest to youngest. Malcolm Brogdon is the oldest. Anthony Davis. And then Tony Roten. Remember, kids. Wait, I did a... that again. You did it again. I did it again. Wow. Uh... Malcolm Brogdon was born in 1992 on December 11th. He's the oldest. Uh-huh. Tony Roten was born in April 13. Wait, I'm really losing my. You're mind. unable to think. I'm about to hit you with a wrench. No, I, 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 I wrench I, in my hand. I did say it right the first time. I <clears throat> the, the proper the proper Dear God. <laughs> the proper order is oldest Malcolm Brogdon, born December 11, 1992. Then Anthony Davis, March 11, 1993. Then Tony Roten, April 13, 1993. So Tony Roten is still younger than those two guys. That's incredible. So I wouldn't give up on him. Much like I wouldn't give up on Wade Baldwin, Grizzlies fans. Chuck, (laughs) I was right. You were wrong. And remember, there's a subtle perfection in everything I do. That was, you guessed. And then I had to guess something different because you made that guess. We call that the uh, PTI method. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck, you have any You were backed into an opinion you didn't have. Make amends for? I'm sorry, you guys. Last week, I like, you know, we we had to cut that episode short because of me. I just jumped into a truck with a bunch of degenerates. Indeed. Heading to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Which you could apologize to... On its own. Oh, that cabin that I stayed at, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> I and, and by the way, I also want to apologize. I know I told you guys that I ate the mushrooms at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I ate it way before that. So that was mostly mostly that episode was me uh, tripping my face if, off. If I ever release the tapes mm-hmm. of oh. the unedited... I mean, I'm not sure. John, I felt like maybe you'd had a little drinky drink too. Uh, there no. is a difference between maybe you were just tired. Yeah, I was really tired. Okay. I that, was the only one who wasn't screwed up. There is a <laughs> marked difference between everyone's just mental acuity in the first 30 minutes to the second 30 minutes. If I ever release the unedited, unedited recording, 
there's only I might have to raise the price for our patrons because <laughs> I think you, most people would walk away. It's hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah. no. But uh, none of us knew what we were talking about. I'm mad that we're talking about it. I was literally <laughs> I was literally podcasting in a uh, bunk bed. In, yeah, in, like a wooden bunk bed. <laughs> I was supposed to go on that trip and I ended up not being able to, and I felt s- extreme relief. It's like when you find out you don't have an STD, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's me once a month. <clears throat> so those were our breakfast in bed apologies. If you do want to become in that inner circle where you get to hear our bonus audio content, the way you do that is you go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. The $5 a month crowd, they get those bonus things every couple weeks or so. They'll probably be coming out a little more regularly once we start the season, which, oh, my gosh, is right now. Uh, and we podcast every week and we're together. Uh, every week. If you just want to join the Slack chat, only $3 a month. But again, that's the way to support our show. Keeps us going as we enter season four. Thank you to all of those who have done that. If you want to join that exclusive club, go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right. Steak and eggs. Best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week, well, my uh, my best thing is uh, Jeremy Lin showing in the modern day and age of uh, internet flamery, where people just throw shots at each other. Uh, took on Kenyon Martin, who was uh, commenting on Lin's choice of hairstyle with his uh, braid situation, and uh, Jeremy Lin basically sidestepped him, showed him what a Harvard education can do. And said, hey, bud, we're going to talk about cultural appropriation when you've got Chinese symbols on your arm. And then. Don't you know, he have Yellow Boy tattooed on his neck? I don't know. He has a kid. No, he has the rapper Trina's lips tattooed on his neck, right? Those have been covered. Have they? Well, of course, because he's no longer having sex with rapper Trina. But yeah, Lynn, actually, after, uh, you know, making a comment on what. And, uh, then, and then Kenny Martin reached out to apologize and right. he removed his post. So this is more remarkable than anything you just said. Discourse. Jeremy Lin changed someone's mind on the internet. Right. That, and that, That's amazing. That to me is more than anything the most incredible thing I've been will may see all year. Lin could have gone in harder because Kenya Martin does indeed on his titty have badass yellow boy tattooed on himself. Mm. That was a really great song in the late nineties. <laughs> it was a it was a diss track to the rapper Mystical. And then that rapper who wrote that diss track When did Yellow died. Wolf get involved? His name was Yellow Boy, and he mm. died uh, suspiciously. He was a, a New Orleans, Louisiana rapper, had a great diss song to Mystical, and it was called Badass Yellow Boy. I'm surprised there's not a Yellow King rapper after uh, mm. Keith's favorite show. Yeah, True Detective. I'm glad you turned it to True Detective, because through that whole time, you guys kept making eye contact with me. Like I was my time to chime in. I don't no. know what you're talking about, guys. Yeah, that happens. And you guys me. should know I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that happens with me when you guys talk about rookies sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> my best thing. Malik Monk, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> my best thing is Kevin Durant has invested in a fast casual pizza chain. Uh oh. You guys know I love fast casual. Fast casual pizza. No. Which also happens to be the rival. Of LeBron James's fast casual pizza chain. Ooh. So LeBron has made a ton of money investing in the restaurant Blaze. <laughs> and now Kevin Durant is an investor in Pyology. Wow. Which, when I say it out loud, I hate that name. Oh, the, I think it's terrible. That's the worst name I've ever heard. 
Uh, there's good pie. Pie Five is a great name. And they got good pie. Pie Five, the Subway of Pizzas. It is a Subway of Pizzas. But it's I pizza. don't mind it. I don't mind the Subway of pi- Subway. It's pi- I, I hate the Subway of Subway. Uh, the it. Subway of Pizzas, it's a pizza. Yeah. I'm not going to be angry. No. However, Subway Pizza, no. Stay away. <laughs> That's not. Their pizza sub, it's kind of yeah, legit. I don't, I, I don't want to do that. So I'm excited. I think it's funny. Uh, way to go, you guys, with your petty wars. And also, Kevin Durant needs to pick a new rival because he's getting ethered by Russell Westbrook, who waited until Kevin Durant's birthday to sign that max yeah. extension, largest contract in NBA history. Russell Westbrook is the kingpin of crime. He's, he really? is. He's, he's like a, like part of like a organization that just practices black magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can just see him sitting in his penthouse and like when Kevin Durant makes the move to the Warriors, he's like, it's a nice piece of work, Kevin. But you shouldn't have signed it. <laughs> now my revenge is coming for you, <laughs> and it's it's like far seeing and long reaching nightmare labyrinthian revenge. Yeah, he's on some like three D chess stuff. Well, I like hatred in my basketball, and my best is similar hatred. Isaiah Thomas has said out loud he's probably never going to speak to Danny Ainge again, and in this kind of like you know. Uh, Rec League Boys Club we've got now where everybody's buddies and hangs out on banana boats in the offseason. I like it when teams just despise each other. So we'll keep it on the hateful tip. Danny Ainge uh, apparently called Isaiah Thomas an alcoholic. Cool. And Isaiah Thomas returned, You're Mormon, Danny. To you, everyone's an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) It's a burn after reading. I'm not slandering anything. Is it? Just if you guys don't know. We're never. We're never leaving that realm. (laughs) All right. We're going to stay in the lesser Coen brothers (laughs) for the rest of the show. Going to be a lot of man who wasn't there references coming up later. Get ready for some intolerable cruelty callbacks (laughs) that no one will get. (laughs) All right. What's the opposite of our steak and eggs? The cream of wheat, worst of wheat. What's the worst thing you saw? How about uh, Giannis not doing his research so uh, apparently sports illustrated uh put an interview out with giannis antetokounmpo and when they talked about the first time jason kidd benched him took him off the court Gian- giannis got a little salty said who is this guy after the game googled him and uh realized that he was one of the top point guards of all time and he should shut up and listen to him uh quote i was like let's see what this guy did in his career anyway uh, Giannis recounts and called up kids bio on his phone. I saw rookie of the year, NBA championship, U.S. Olympic gold medal, second in assist, fifth in three threes made, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Jesus freaking Christ. How can I compete with that? I better zip it. That's right. And it, and it isn't that he didn't know what it is, is that, uh, I'm, I'm, it's the worst thing because it's made me realize how old I am. This is one of the first basketball things where I go, this is a child who's playing this game. And I am a grown-up, well, ready, not in my behavior, but in my age. You ready to feel pain? Yeah. So there's a guy, the most handsome man in the world that Chuck and I work with, named Jack. Jack's dad was Jason Kidd's backup in college. <laughs> so we are old. We are old. Yeah, Wild. We're old. I'm trying to remember how young I was when I first heard that story, though. I want to say that was like four years ago. What? The, the Antetokounmpo story. Yeah, it was his first year, right when he was playing. But, I mean, I didn't read about it until just now. <laughs> Keith's making it funny. Uh, well, that's a lot better than what I had to witness. And I don't know, guys. Have you guys endured this yet? Mark Hale Fultz's shooting motion? Mm-mm. Is it as Dear bad as Lonzo Ball's? God. I don't want to tip my hand to the over-under portion of the program. But is Mark Hale Fultz terrible? 
I have, I feel like we spent four months. Everyone's saying like he's the clear cut number one prospect. He's like the Sixers pairing him and Ben Simmons and JJ Redick. The Sixers are good. I've seen him play basketball now a couple times. John, what's wrong with his shot? What's he doing? I don't know. It has like it makes Bill Cartwright's free throw shooting motion look beautiful and poetic. Is, is it is it an injury related thing? I've heard things about his shoulder or what? What is he doing? I don't. I wish I knew the answer. I've heard some reports that he was fixing his shot on his own, and he came back into camp, and they were like, "Oh no, no, no! You've you've broken your shot. What happened?" And I so I heard all of that. Just, you know, reading it on the internet, like, all right, he's not shooting very well. And then there's that video of him shooting a free throw that it is Bill Cartwrightian. It's gone viral. Where I said, what in the world is he doing? It's like, it's like me trying to shoot with my offhand. He's never been a magnificent free throw. He shot like 65% in college. Whoa. But he shot 40% yeah. from three. So the Bad. guy can shoot. But right now, he hasn't made a three in preseason. He's shooting 29% from the field. And his free throw percentage with this bizarre... Hiccup is a mere forty percent. It's, it's a it's a pregnant pause, y'all. It's bleak. They, they'll it's, still be good though, even without them. Save it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, stow it. But hey, <laughs> speaking of the Sixers, my worst thing is some big contracts were handed out in Payers. the last few days. Get paid. Uh, I'm gonna double down. Max extensions for Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid. I don't got a good feeling about these things. Mm. I think the, the odds of these contracts being terrible within just a couple of years is very high. Yeah. I think Andrew Wiggins will just be like, wow, that's an overpay, where Embiid's could just be disastrous. Mm -hmm. I know they cooked into themselves. Yeah. I was about to say Embiid's is a, a little bit illusory. Well, so they, they, they baked into themselves these outs, but the outs are, I think those are what's illusory because... They're only on the hook for half of it. That's if he gets hurt before 2018-19, and it's only if he hurts something that he's already hurt before. So, like, if he now blows a knee out, they can't, they can't wave him. Right. I, I don't, and I don't know if, you know, I'm no doctor, but it does seem like just because he has back and foot problems, maybe something else could go wrong. A lot of times when you're hurt, other things... things back and foot problems are enough to give you cause for concern. So he has to miss 20... If he misses 25 games in any of the seasons, they can waive him. And then they're only on the hook for about half of it. And that's what they do in the first year. So it goes up, obviously, every year mm -hmm. how much they're on the hook for. But say he misses... Say he has a serious injury this year. Well, what are they going to do? Like they're going to they're going to keep them, so they're on the hook for eighty something million dollars past that. If he has an, a serious injury the first year of the extension, they're probably not going to waive him. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to keep him on the team. So it seems like the odds of this just being a big albatross. I don't know over them forever. I feel like it's just kind of wagering on a player with borderline unlimited upside. Have you now? He's been the opposite of Markel Fultz in preseason, right? Um, he's only played one game that we can get any footage of, really. And we played one game. Yeah. It's being passed around, you know, like like well, but I don't know like things that you shouldn't be passing around. Yeah, I don't it's like know the yellow tapes on the deuce. Pass the duchy, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know the upside for the Sixers though, because they 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 could let this entire season play out and then see what happens and give him a contract. Like I don't know if the actuaries in the Sixers front office were front office were like. 
All right, Keith. This year we'll have a fifty percent out. If he plays this year uh-huh. and he is unbelievably and unstoppable, you're not going to be able to give him put all those weird things in the contract. That's what I'm saying. So you have to do it now. But if you I'm wanna saying do, the if odds you wanna... of the odds of him being great are there, and if he's great, fine. You sign him to a full extension. This is only like a half discount. The downside seems way bigger to me than the actual upside. The upside is, all right, you get what you paid for. You would have paid for it anyway. It just seems like a lot of risk. I'm nervous the Sixers are peaking in the summer of 2017. I like, I like this extension way more than the Wiggins extension. The Wiggins one is rough. In a vacuum, I'd rather have Gary Harris. Uh, in reality, when Gary Harris is making half as much money, I would definitely want Gary Harris. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't think Wiggins fits on this team besides Butler and Towns, and to pay him a, a max contract seems there are not great. plenty of comparable players to... Andrew Wiggins and plenty of players who do what he do what he tries to do better. Right uh, there, there are not any other Joel Embiid's at all. Yeah, but we forget he's already one of the most popular players in the league. While we do love him and he is popular and his uh, skill set when healthy is incredible, maybe he has played less games in his first three years than Greg Oden. Yeah, so yeah. like this is a guy that we're taking like big. That's a huge leap of faith. But I, I agree with John. I think the Sixers front office made it. it, it if you're doing like game theory, this guy, if you're if he blows up this year, you're not going to be able to ensure that those things that you know he has an injury history with, like his, you know. I just have trouble, difficulty imagining any that. circumstance where they would waive him in the first year of a four-year max extension. Like because even if because, because if he got he'd hurt, he'd have to like break his. Well, he, no. He'd have to do something where they say he's done. He'd right. have to have Chris Bosh blood clots, which would not be covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it'd have to be a foot injury where they're like, oh, yeah, we're taking his feet off. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not going to There's more to it than just the player sometimes, too, because maybe, teams yeah. are just terrified of losing their assets now well, for nothing. And he, maybe he's worth it for Mike Marketing. Just and he, having him. He's he, an ambassador. He, just he to is. tweet. He's <laughs> a, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic, uh, you know, face of the franchise in this rebuild he is the process and uh keeping him down i think or keeping him locked down on a contract is good for their their process he's the game he's he the is. game he's the process all right well now transitioning from my negative sixers talk move to i think my favorite part of the whole year the thing we started as a podcast doing again we mentioned it this it's is definitely our, our most lucrative this is our mm-hmm. our, our podiversary our over unders so if you are new here we're pretty good at this. Last year was actually our worst year. We were, pretty but good. so far in year one, uh, John was the champion. Went twenty-one and nine. Chuck was twenty and eight. Yes, that does not add up to thirty. He uh, was unintelligible on two. Tried mm-hmm. to play both sides of the coin. Yeah, uh, didn't work. I was eighteen and twelve in last place. When we were unanimous on our picks, we were twelve and three. Year two, John once again was the best. Twenty-one and nine. That was a forty-two and eighteen two-year span for John who still is somehow bad at gambling. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is really, really quiet. Chuck was 19 and 11. I, again, in last, 17 and 13. However, that year, our unanimous, we were 8 and 1. So last year, we really were beefing up ourselves as some well, prognosticators. Like, uh, our hive mind could do we anything. We did not do as well. Our unanimous as last year probably did not cover the VIG. Only 7 and 6 on our unanimous, but... I won last year. was 19 and 11. John was an embarrassing 16 and 14. Mm. Chuck is on probation, was 14 and 16. Uh-oh. However, here's how you can make money, though. If you go with what two-thirds of us said... It's the hive mind. If you go with the hive mind, the two-thirds of us rule every year. Uh, we kill it. We were 20 and 9, 20 and 10, and then last year, 18 and 12. 
So our three-year totals are, if we're unanimous on the pick, it's 27 and 10. 27 winners, 10 losers. If we're two out of three, 58 winners, 31 losers. You're making money, guys. You're just, making money if you go with it. Just listen to us and ignore me. <laughs> well, a lot of times, Chuck is Chuck is the everyman. He's the big picture, and he grounds us. Mm-hmm. He grounds us with, like, you guys are overlooking it. You're too focused on Malcolm Brogdon's shooting stroke when, like, guys, Greek freak. You know, so, like, he's the curly. He's the Charles Barkley. Oh, no. Sorry, Chuck. Oh, that's, not, cool. that's kind of mean now. No, but I, I'm, I'm just as bad at golf. So it works. <laughs> Does that make Keith Ernie Johnson? I think oh, it might. please don't. Ever since he gave that tearful you monologue. You're going to do an invocation? When he gave that tearful monologue on why he had to vote for John Kasich and just couldn't vote for Hillary, even though he hated Trump, I was like, this guy. Uh, this guy. Hate to make it we'll, give you, we'll give you 10 years, Keith. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or you're a blue dog Republican. <laughs> <laughs> They're all after right. my monies. All right, all right. So John is going to read off the teams. And then the way we do this, I stick my head in the sand. Because yeah. I, I love over-and-unders, but I also don't like knowing what they are. They've been spoiled. I've heard some of them. Uh, but John has the most up-to-date numbers he can find. And so he'll say the team. I'll give you what I think their win total is. And then we'll both all, we'll all throw in our uh, predictions. So, John? These win totals are accurate as of 136, October 12th. All right. Starting from the top, the team that finished first in the East. We have the Boston Celtics. Keith, how many wins do you think they'll get this year? Finished first in the East. Regular season, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the most wins last year. This year, I have them pegged at 52 wins, which I'm guessing might be an under. What does Vegas say, John? Keith, you've chosen the under. And uh, I probably disagree with you on this one. What's the number? 54 and a half. 54 and a half for the Celtics. So you're in the ballpark. but uh, so, and, and this is a team that won 53 games last year. So you think they're going to be slightly worse? Well, I believe in our butter or parquet previews, I said slightly parquet. Mm-hmm. But even on, you know, not even paying attention to the win totals, I just, I don't, th- I think it seems going to take a while to gel. An adjustment period? An adjustment period. I don't think they're very deep. Uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, maybe he, went, maybe he doesn't play every game. To me, the, the oh, narrative you... He gets hurt some, Chuck. The, the narrative you just, you know, wove is the only way this team could win less games is it would have to be some kind of gel thing or there would have to be an injury involved. Because to me, they're just better players, younger players getting better. I just, I like it. I like this team to, I like this team to clear that number and I'm taking them over. Right. I, I, I know that the, you know, ret- returning four players from last year's roster, only one starter, that's a huge deal for chemistry. But that's when I uh, believe in old Brad Stevens and his ability to, to coach a, a team like that and get them all together. And I think the personalities will work. Aside from Kyrie thinking the earth is flat, he seems like a guy that could be coached and, and could buy into this system. Sounds like he's very happy to be in Boston. Right. So uh, if if that's the case and the chemistry's there, I believe uh, Stevens, by the all-star break, will have his team you know firing on all cylinders, and they'll probably get to 55 to me. Let's not they'll forget about Gordon Hayward. That's 55 a, is a lot of wins. It sure is. I think it's a better but team this, on paper than they were last year. This is year. a team that cares about getting home, home court in the right. playoffs. This is not the Cavs. This and, is a team that is going to want to, to win as many regular season games as they can. And the idea that uh, the East is at just a complete, like, bottomed out on, true. 
on a talent on a level, it's going to you know be easier for my them to w- squeak see, out those games against. My the win totals in the East are very low. Spoiler. To me, to me, I, like I feel like you're going to have to have a kind of a high win total for a team like the Wizards if you don't think the Celtics are going to do this. So, fine, you guys can have the over. I'm taking the under. Very well. Love it. What's next? Let's move to the team that I think we all agree is the best team in the East, but may not necessarily win the most games as they did in last year. Cleveland Cavaliers. Keith, how many games are they going to win? I have attributed the Cleveland Cavaliers with 50 projected wins. So behind Boston, I think 50 wins for the Cavs. I'm also guessing that's an under. What does Vegas say? Vegas says 54. So Vegas thinks they're going to win more games without Kyrie? And with half a season of no IT. No, thanks. I'm with you, Keith. Under, <laughs> under, 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 under. I think they'll win four games and miss the playoffs by a thousand games because I hate them. Because so I guess Chuck's taking the under. I That's a unanimous under, folks. Ooh, under. unanimous. Getting there early. And we're like legit. If they're an injury, you know, LeBron injury, he's been 15 years. He never of, gets injured, John. Never I gets mean, injured. John. And I know that that's every year. He will year. get rested. But this is uh, the fourth season that we're starting to cover and every single season i pray for a lebron injury um, <laughs> that is it, not it's this not is true. why everything has it's, gone so poorly for your uh, franchise you're right, you're right. this just, is why I'm, chris bosh has blood yeah, clots because you've been praying for lebron injuries it's true chuck you're gonna get karmic blood clots that's i've <laughs> you've seen my love life john you know that that's exactly what happens. so we're, we're a unanimous under i think this is clearly the best team in the east i think this is definitely the eastern conference uh Representative in the finals, we went unanimous under on him last year as well. Yeah, that was a winner. Yeah, I I do want to say like, I think they're the best team in the East, but I, I, Celtics are in the conversation for me. Like, yeah, I sure. think the Celtics have the potential to be really amazing. Healthy, a healthy Celtics uh, team with Kyrie motivated to prove that he's the dude on a team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm re- I'm ready for the Celtics to go all 2015 Hawks and win 60 something games. They could. They could. I just I just I think it's more likely to me. Okay. They're going to be looking at like 12 and 7. Got a point. lot to prove. Anyway, Brad right. Sativa Stevens. Yeah. He's a pretty darn good coach. Who we got? A team that finished third and perennially confounds me and makes me look like a fool. Toronto Raptors. Keith, what have you? John, you should apologize almost every show to Dwayne Casey. <laughs> the number of times you have called him like I a still fool think he sucks. and you think he should be fired. It's like literally every He's year. He's the Marvin Lewis of the NBA. So I, uh, Toronto is a team that has some momentum. For me personally, like in the last few weeks, I decided they might be better. Yes, it might be related to watching uh, OG Anuobi play one time. I'm like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy could be good. Uh, I have Toronto as my regular season two seed in the East, one game better than the Cavs. I have Toronto at 51 wins. Keith, you have selected the over. Oh. Vegas is a little low on them, 48 and a half. Oh. I will also be pounding that over into oblivion. Consider this my apology to Dwayne Casey because I have the Raptors finishing second in the Eastern Conference this year. You and me both. I have the Cavs finishing third. Uh, yeah, I just think Mashai Ujiri's put together a team that plays well together, especially in such a dismal conference, and matches up really, really, really well in conference. Like, they're designed to pound these other Eastern Conference teams uh, with the double guard action they have. And really... There, there's not a lot of teams that can defend them in the Eastern Conference, so I think they're going to rack up a lot of wins. I think, um, yeah, I ahead. think Ibaka uh, getting that another uh, training camp under his belt. 
It should help them out. They'll have a, a, a bit more chemistry. I don't think any players getting better than they were last year. That any of the key players um, for the Raptors are going to improve over their uh, last year's performance, but just them gelling. Yeah, I can see them. They got that continuity. I think that matters. Yeah, I think I think it's a uh, you know while we'll, the the only reason we look at the roster for the Celtics and think that they might not be as good as they were last year is because they lack any continuity. This is the opposite of this team, and they added a great piece That's last year. That's a great with, point with Ibaka. I will say the one guy one guy who I think will be better is Norm Powell. Norman yeah. Powell. Another year of Norm Powell, Norman. who, shout out, signing a very reasonable, good contract. I think he got the Josh Richardson special, the, like the four-year 42 or something. So Norman Powell at the three. CJ Miles playing backup at the three. They've had like a dead weight. This is an anchor. Damari Carroll at the three. Right. Backup. Like, this is a deep team. Yeah. KJ like McDaniels. Team. I really like KJ McDaniels. So is that, a, is that a unanimous over? I'm over on him. All right. I think, I don't want to leave him behind just yet because I just think like, this team, like, they can do that Kyle Lowry and bench, um, you know, rotation. You mean their good lineup? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you can do that to the, to another team, I mean, that's just a lot of wins. All right, the team that finished fourth was the Washington Wizards. Keith, how many wins will they have? Man, I don't like this team. I, uh, I actually have wavered a couple. I actually nudged them up a couple wins just this morning in my final pass. I'm going to put them at 48 wins. Keith? You have selected the under. Vegas has them listed at 49 wins. I, too, have them under. And let me tell you why. They won 49 games last year, and that was really lucky. They were lucky health-wise. They had an incredible record in close games. Between John Wall and Bradley Beal, I can see an injury happening very easily. And unlike the Raptors, this is not a deep team. Brad Beal fans will argue that his injuries his first few years was because he was so young. I think Joe that doesn't House, make any sense. I think Joe House from the Ringer uh, always said like he was still growing. Apparently, like the, I don't the, acknowledge other food podcasts. <laughs> that is <laughs> completely fair. But uh, yes, I your take that they are very thin. They are very thin. Yeah, and Martin Gortat is not getting better. No, and, he's an, uh, he's an albatross. Markeith Morris is out for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think this team's a little bit a little bit worse. Chuck? I mean, I'm just surprised. I'm so su- I was surprised at the win total. I thought it was going to be like 45. I actually would have if I, I I thought I was going to nail it. I yeah. thought it was going to be like a 47 and a half, 48. Anyway, so Chuck, what, what do you got? I don't know. They, there's no real additions of. I mean, Trey Burke. Who cares? They, Trey Burke's just, now. On, yeah, he's on the. Uh, I think the Knicks just signed him. Yeah. There you go. So they didn't. They didn't add anybody that mattered. Yeah, and they. I, Playoff wall was fun to watch, but I don't think this this team's got like what it takes to be built for a long season, you know, of wins. So I'm gonna go, yeah, about in like 46, 47 wins. John them. Wall has a lot of tread for someone as young as he is. I mean, John Wall is awesome. Yeah. He is great, incredible. And Beale's Brad Bill's super good. And Otto yeah. Porter's super good. Like that's a, that's a, that's a great big three. Even if John Wall doesn't think it is, this is a team where I look at the rotations and I'm probably gonna be like taking with my last pick in fantasy drafts, Mike Scott. Because <laughs> he's going to be playing a lot. That's bad. That's yeah. a bad sign. This is this is the team that's going to be leading ten minutes into every first quarter, and right? And it's going to evaporate immediately. Uh, so we, we are uh, in lockstep, gentlemen. Uh, the, ne- the next team, I'm almost embarrassed to start talking about because it's already caused you so much financial pain, Keith. The Atlanta Hawks, who finished fifth somehow last year, Keith, how many wins are they getting this year? I love for for terrible terrible basketball teams. 
I love this Hawks team. <laughs> I love how this Hawks team is put together. Uh, I think they are going to be better than people think. The question with m- like seven of these East teams, though, is Keith, you're stalling. Well, how many wins are they going to get? I tempered my excitement and only gave them 29 wins, but wow. I assume that's an over. 29 that, wins. What that is, is what a Vegas hard, set? brutal, devastating over. Yeah. And I feel bad about that bet again now because yeah. Vegas has them pegged at 23 and a half. 23 oh, and wow. a half. This is an incredible stone cold lock. Over. And, and for our all of our talk of uh, how that was such a great bet, I have them way over too. This, this team isn't going to be like Nets level bad. They have no high end talent. That can't be overstated. They right. have no like, oh, I wish that guy was on my team. Well, I guess they kind of maybe like you like Tareen Prince. That's a nerdy answer. They have no like, we need to get him. You know who is high end though? Budenholzer. I trust the system. Yeah. They can't shoot. That is a, that is a real thing. But like, they're kind of fun. Eight deep. John Collins, I think, is a thing. He'll, he'll be murdering some second units. I think they're pretty so, deep. They have a system, and I think they're going to try to win for a while. You had tried to talk me down on the off the John Collins thing. So now you've heard he's kind of back in. I think he's going to play. Initially, I was told that he maybe wasn't going to be in the rotation immediately. Immediately, it looks like he is going to be more of a backup. He's not going to be starting. But like Dwayne Dedman, Ersan Ilyasova are just like those are NBA dudes. Like those are legit NBA dudes. Uh, and then like Basemore, whatever. He's a guy. Like they just have a bunch of guys who like are kind of just dudes. I love Marco Bellinelli. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> they have sh- they should be a better shooting team from the year mm. before. There should be more space for Dennis Schroeder to cut. Got- I'm not saying they're going to win 30 games. I'm saying 29. But right. I just want to, right before I kick it over to Chuck, say that they did add, hey, Baba! Damn it. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Yeah, they got Luke cool. Yeah, they'll go over. That's it. My whole contribution on this show has now been meta-raped <laughs> by John. <laughs> I wanted to get the Babbitt in, but Same. yeah, no, they, they they stink. We shouldn't uh, we shouldn't understate how bad they stink, but they're not twenty three games bad. That's that's like a really bad team. So we're, this is like four straight unanimouses. I'm 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 nervous of the group think. I don't like group think. Normally we disagree a lot more. Well, I mean, yeah, but come on. Let's, Do you think this team is going to have like, this? No. That would be the, that, they're not the second worst team in the. I don't East. think so. Give me this for the next one. I'm going to say my number. Then I want you guys to explain. Okay. I, like I'm worried I'm 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 influencing your you guys' opinions. Oh, I'm done. Not that not I mean not that you guys aren't your own stalwarts rocks against the stream. Oh, well, yeah, we'll see. It's okay. about to get interesting. Okay. The next the next five teams it's about to get really interesting. Okay. What's happening here is we're looking at a bunch of teams where either massive changes have been made uh-huh. or it's just kind of like steady as she goes. All right. The Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, I have at 46 wins. Keith, you have selected the under. Whoa. That is a team that Vegas has pegged for 47 and a half. It's not one I feel strongly about. John, what's your take on the Bucks? I have them as a slight, slightest of overs. I, to me, here's what it is. This is a bet on Giannis. This is a bet on Giannis and a bet on Jabari and Middleton being back. And healthy. Because this is a team that won, what, what did they win last year? 42? 42 games, and now they're going to be a much healthier team. And I think that can translate to more than six extra wins. Yeah. So that's all it is for me. 
Weaker East, uh, if the health's there, I love Middleton, future Grizzly, Chris Middleton. Oh, man, I haven't heard those words in so long. Um, but we I could, quit having hope, Chuck. I, I, I quit even saying that out loud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. I'm, glad we, I'm glad we could rekindle your romance with him. But, yeah, uh, we, we've got a, a player in uh, Giannis who's probably tiptoeing towards the top five in the NBA as far as uh, uh, dominance goes. If that's the case, yeah, I could see him winning 47, 46. You know, that's, 40, that's, 40, that's 47, still under. That'd be an under. So what are you saying? Yeah, forty-seven for, and a half. It's a good. Uh, that's a that's good. A good number. Yeah, that's that's a tough number. Four. I, I guess I can't see him winning fifty games. So you go on the slightest of unders or slightest of overs. So much weighs in the balance of this decision, Chuck. I guess my gut tells me, and you know, guys, I love going Ample. with my gut. We go with your gut. Um, they're probably. I don't know if I believe that they'll stay healthy. So okay. I'm going to go probably forty-six. 46 games. This is what my head tells me. That's the under. So the under. So I, this is an under I don't feel good about. Yeah, I think you should I, feel bad about it. Thonmaker's going to be better. Malcolm Brogdon continues I, man, to improve. I, I, I hope the team gels. It's all about Antetokounmpo. If he continues to make these leaps, and what is he, 23, 24? Is he younger than Tony Roden? I think he is. <laughs> the cosmic justice of uh, waving Spencer Hawes is very exactly. big for me. The spring, um, the spring shot effect of getting him out of the locker room. I like I like like every player on this team except for Matthew Dellavedova. I, I mean, they could be really good. I look at this as: is this going to be like a young LeBron team, a young Jordan team, where you have one of the top five guys in the league who who has gotten even better, and he has okay complementary pieces around him? If Parker plays the whole year and Middleton plays the whole year, yeah, maybe they could win in the fifties. I mean, I, I, I'm not seeing it. And uh, Zatino is devastated devastated by injury and yeah. was still. Pretty darn good. Slight so. under. I hope Thonmaker keeps growing. Me too. Okay. Here we go. Oh, deep breath. Indiana Pacers. Keith. Indiana Pacers is a team I've been saying for two months without knowing what the over is. Take the over. Take the over. They have like nine legitimate NBA players, which is way more than like Knicks, Magic, Nets, Bulls, so on and so forth. I have the Indiana Pacers pegged at a disappointing, lukewarm, Late in the lottery, 33 wins. Keith, you've just barely taken over. Really? Yep. 31 and a half is what Vegas says. All right. That's not bad. That's smart Vegas. So, yeah, I like that. I like that over. Um, so, you re- so, to you, you think that the Paul George move is not completely devastating? I think with Miles Turner, the incredibly always perennially underrated Thad Young, and then you have what? Uh, Boyan Nodi Bogdanovich, uh, Victor Oladipo, freed from the shadow of Russell Westbrook. I'm like a 18% Oladipo believer. And then like Collison, these are these are all fine NBA players. You have fine guys off the bench, like not good, just like barely rotationist guys. I think in the East they're going to be putting up some wins. Like again, I think their fans are going to be angry. I think their fans want them to tank. I don't think they're going to. I think Indiana Pacers fans are going to be pissed off and their team wins 33 games. I cannot believe you just used Collison and Oladipo as pros in your argument. And I think you have just shown the world why I'm taking the under on this team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have left me speechless. I don't know how to argue with you better than you just argued against yourself. <laughs> I, was on a, I was on a podcast recently where I was arguing why a person should become a Memphis Grizzlies fan. And 
I was talking about how Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol were two of the best, uh, one of the best tandems in the NBA. And it, he was like, well, like, they're not better than John Wall or Brad Beal. And like, I froze for a second, mine went blank, and I couldn't talk. Like, like I was like a one minute blank where I'm like, I, I'm sorry, you broke my brain. <laughs> this is a team that has been devastated by Jeff Teague leaving. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you, the only, the only, Positive move they made all offseason was Corey Joseph, whom you did not mention. And who I like. Thank you for mentioning him. Corey <laughs> Joseph is a good NBA player. I agree, but they need to trade Corey Joseph. They should trade I him. I think to a when good you team. keep saying good NBA player, you, what you mean to say is marginal. 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 <laughs> Chuck, can you help me talk this we man We haven't down? talked about uh, you know what, what the coaching on that team means. Uh, but I, I don't like Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> Or how it affects them. Um, no, I, 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 there's a bunch of nobody's scrubs. Indiana's probably going to be bad. Uh, but 31 wins, it's, that's a crappy team. But I, I, I see... I, 31 and a half. 31 and a half. <laughs> it's tough. you got to pay for that half. Corey Joseph is worth, worth it. You can't, you can't buy the hook on over-unders, boys. <laughs> right. Um, I'll do 32. I think they're yes, deep. I think they have over. enough of who cares players that like somebody's got to score and the East sucks and they're better than the bottom third of the of the East. So they're going to play them a bunch. So when, when I look at this, I think they're better than... I mean, I don't the know, the, I know. I know this is giving away win total numbers. I think they're better than the Bulls, the Knicks, the Magic, the Nets, the Nets, and the Hawks. So for me, that puts them at 33. Yeah, that's like 20 wins with those guys. So we got, we got a two for one over there. Who's next? Would you boys like to stay in the darkness with me? <laughs> Let's do it. It's all darkness. What's, I think I hear Alan Parsons' project playing. <laughs> doo, doo, doo. Ah, serious, baby. It's the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Keith, how many lo- I mean, wins are there going to be? I got them at 17. Wow. I got them at 17 <laughs> oh, wins. God. That's Is that low? You are pounding the under. He is. Uh, he, really? 22. <laughs> and I have the over. Really? Oh, that's great! I all right. That's that's amazing. They really got twenty two wins. Tell me about tell me about these wins, John. Um, simply put, uh-huh. I think this is a team that is young is going to be playing uh, the style that the coach wants to play. Finally, I know Garpax is a fool, and this is the slightest of overs, people. But I think twenty two is twenty two. Twenty two is so few. Twenty two so is very few wins, but it's more than seventeen. Uh, I like the young guys. I'd like to see the, the I'd like to see what can be done with these young players. I see them as like a twenty three, twenty five. Can you give me specific team. names when you say young? Chris guys? Dunn, Zach Nwaba. I do like you know I like David Nwaba. Everyone likes David Nwaba. The finisher, man. The Come finisher. on, they were gonna do Hoiberg's thing now. Is that Robin Lopez quote real? I don't know. I don't know what there's a Robin, or there's a Robin Lopez quote that I saw on Twitter. I don't know if it was real where he, he said, like, I was at practice and I said, wait, am I the best player here? Oh, God, am I the best player here? Oh, that's incredible. Is he, that real? I, 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 I Googled it for 45 seconds. Was he dressed as a mascot? Trying to find this? out. And I, I couldn't find out if there was any uh, veracity to that. That mascot is dead. Robin Lopez is coming. It's getting violent. I mean, Bobby Portis is terrible. He's going to be playing all the minutes. A lot of minutes. Zipser is their starting three. See, man, I kind of like Jerry and Grant. Those rookies are coming for these minutes. There's like eight pacers I would take. Are you ready for Marotich Unleashed? Are you ready for Marotich Unleashed? Unleash him because I think (laughs) Hoiberg hates him. (laughs) If you told me Marotich was playing 35 minutes, I I might sign him up for 21 wins. Get ready. Yeah, I'm feeling terrible about my over. But this is what (laughs) happens when you. uh, 
I saw them play. Make your decisions hungover while on the toilet. I saw them playing the uh, the Cavs in the preseason game uh, earlier this week. Whipped them. They look good. Um, <laughs> That's right. Give me a little preseason. Yeah, dude. Do my preseason. My preseason vibes on uh, you know how LeBron was looking sleepy out there. But that yeah I. Yeah, that's 17 is disrespectful. Well, you don't have to pick 17. Just what is it, 22? Up or down? Dang. I I can see him doing like barely like 23, 24 wins. That's what I, I see. Over. Like, because you know how you have to make the numbers fit? Like, it just kept being like, who's going to get this extra win? I was like, I guess the Bulls could. But right. th- that being said, they do have the, uh, they have the pedigree, the tanking pedigree of of what they've done garpax yeah that garpax tank pedigree so they may drop it all the way down and 17 could seem like a a good number my, but my prediction over. is at about all-star break they'll be doing really well until levine starts playing and then they'll suck oh you beat my <laughs> stole a joke right from my mouth it's not a joke i was gonna say they're gonna be like 18 and 40 at the all-star break <laughs> and then go one and 20 down the stretch when levine comes back now all right who's next Ah, uh, finally chuck can speak with some sort of confidence Let's take it to South Beach. Keith, how many wins? But then I'm going to let Chuck open us up. I gave the Heat, picked him to go 42 and 40. 42 wins. Keith, you are just ever so slightly under. Vegas has him at 43 and a half. Chuck, tell me why that is wrong in a good way or wrong in a bad way. Well, this is a team that destroyed the league second half of the season. I know people were underestimating them because they had a historically bad first half last year. They had a bunch of injuries. Um, I think they upgraded at the fourth. Kelly Olenek, you guys can argue with me if you want. Another year of development, Tyler Johnson, Josh Deese, Richard Slow. Um, Love those guys. Uh, Dragic comes back from Euro ball charged up after shaving his armpits. Um <laughs> Another year, Hassan Whiteside uh, developing uh, some more moves and trying to get his 2K rating up. I, I, you know, James Johnson coming. It's the continuity we talked about. I think the culture matters in Miami. I could see him easily win 45 games. Easy. So I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm a pretty smashing over as well. Um, what's not to like here for a team that was able to get hot and be pretty dominant at times? Uh, and there's a lot of youth that I think – could develop. I like Richardson. I don't know about Justice Winslow at all. He could be an iShop league winner, for those of you in the know. Um, and then I think the pick-and-roll game is there now. And uh, seriously, the rest of the East got way worse. Yeah. They're going to win more games. I, have, I, I, th- I think they're going to win 48-49 games. If you're keeping track at home, I have them as my sixth seed right. in the East. But yes, only at forty-two wins. I'm not confident. This is not. This is not me pounding the under. This is like, you know, they weren't as good as they looked at the end of last year. They were. They were very locked in. I'm curious if teams adjust after that. Them being so hot this year, they got paid. I don't know if some of Pat Riley's disease of more mm-hmm. for a team that did nothing last year right. might actually creep in. One of my favorite players, James Johnson. He he rich now. Good. Like I, I don't know if that's if that's gonna be a drawback. I do, man. The second unit they can roll out there. The second unit that they've been running in preseason games with Johnson and Johnson, mm-hmm. and then Richardson and Winslow in there. I adore it. Some of my favorite league pass basketball to watch. Um. So I, th- I, I think they will be right. That Vegas number seems perfect to me. Forty-two to forty-five seems like their destiny. 
I'll go slight under just because I think, again, I think we might get a little more st- some stagnation, but I can't defend myself as well because I, I think that's the right number. Like it's, I, I can't argue with what you guys said. Mm. I, I think they'll smash it, but let's move on. This team is very bizarre to talk about right now. Motown, Detroit Pistons. Keith, how many are they going to win? I hate this team. 34 wins. Keith, you have taken the under. Good. Which is at 38 and a half. Love it. Um, this is a team that won 37 games last year while being morbidly horrible to watch. Yeah. I am the most slight under possibly because I think they're going to get 38 wins. Right. So that makes me a vi- the slightest of slight unders. But they're better on paper now. I like I like adding a- Avery Bradley. I think Langston Galloway could end up playing real minutes for them, which is might be damning. <laughs> I might be damning with faint praise <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there. But just having more options, I, I really like Anthony Tolliver also. I know these are very marginal upgrades, but this is a team that won 37 games. I think they'll get a game better. We 100% mention Anthony Tolliver more than any NBA podcast. Probably. <laughs> um, I think that the East is going to be worse, and this is a team that's going to like drag it down. I think they're like 35 games. I don't think they've got the like a leadership. Oh, unanimous under. I don't like this one. Can I change? Boban's going to play, guys. Boban! You can change if you want. This team... We're staying under. Man, this team... Andre Jumman, who just, like, doesn't even it's care. terrible. He doesn't care about <laughs> basketball. It's terrible. Did you see the... the clo- he did uh, some fake closeout on Valanchunas when they played. He just literally stood in the paint while Valanchunas tried to shoot a three and waved his hands. Go ahead. It was beautiful. I mean... It was kind of gorgeous. Reggie Jackson is a head case. I know you love Ish Smith. I love Ish Smith. Ish plays 30. We got to tr- trade him. We got to keep, keep him moving. We got to keep it. He needs to go to another team. Yeah, you know, his papa was rolling. They lost Marcus Morris and KCP. May- I mean, honestly, the, the KCP being secretly terrible could be a, a benefit for them. Like maybe Luke Kennard and Avery Bradley, those, those get some things. Stanley Johnson was, was horrible last year. Like, and he's supposed to play 30 minutes a night for them. Yeah. This is Tobias Harris's team. Can Noob Saibot take him to 39 wins? Uh, I don't think so. I think he might be averaging 20 points a game on this team. Yeah, which is, fantasy lookout. Yes. yes. What's is, disturbing is, like, we have him, we're unanimous under. That's that's probably a playoff team still. That's so gross. Uh, uh, you, I, you don't. You have him at 34. I have him as ninth. You, I, I think they slip in. In my, in my, They could. I think most people assume they are. But anyway, who's next? Ugh. <sighs> I mean, this team's sad to talk about. And and by the way, this this number is off the board, technically. Yeah. So when I give you the Charlotte Hornets win total, you're basing that off of the pre-Batum injury win total, which kind of screws this up. It does. So, so once Batum is out and there's – it's unclear how long he's going to be out. It might just right. be a couple months. Um I had them ahead of the Heat pre-Batum injury slightly. I, I bumped the Heat up, bumped Charlotte down. They're my seventh seed, but I have them at 39 wins. Okay, well, pre-Batum injury, the, the number was 42 and a half. Um, so I kind, I kind of think we throw this one out. We could throw it. It's tough. Yeah. We can revisit it when we get a better line. Yeah, if they ever do it, because, I mean, I'm obviously under now with Batum out. But, uh, yeah, I have these guys as my seventh seed as well. I mean, we could just take the money and run. It is, but yeah, the bet's not on the board. So we, I'm going under from that 42. I think though, that without if Batum's out for more than you know six weeks, 
they're probably gonna you know be a 35 win team we might yeah we might we might need to revisit it or i'm sure we, we could find a line somewhere but hey there's is a pickle not taking action pickle. on this john what about my book off the board off the board all right mm-hmm. fair fair enough mc dub and and dwight house coming to town so i thought i thought this team was going to be better you know like i feel like i know we're not supposed to talk about rookies but like malik monk can actually help um, he'll have to help. And then the Dwight Howard adding some front court depth. Thought maybe they'd be pretty good, but yeah, this is too bad. All right. And don't forget, you are secretly a Hornets fan. Oh, yeah, of course. Very important. Um, the Carmelo-less New York Knicks. How many wins? Keith? I don't know what to make of this team. I don't know if they're going to tank, straight up tank. I think they might. I think Tim Hardaway is underrated. I've been saying that for a while. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good player. Chris uh, Stapps is freed from the shadow of... Carmelo, jack of the shots, and cramping his style. But, I mean, this team has no point guard. That's bad. Uh, and I think they might want to be bad. So I have them at 27 wins. I'm looking that, at... That's a slight under. Okay. Yeah. Vegas has them at 28 and a half. Chuck? Yeah, I'm going to go under. I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to be doing much this year. Chris Stops is the man. I think he's going to, you know, have kind of a statistical breakout year where... You know, everybody turns their head, but I, I'm not, I'm not on board with the, uh, with the team being constructed properly around him at this point. They're, they need a, f- a few more pieces before they're even like close to sniffing the playoffs. So yeah, I'll take the under. I'm sadly making this unanimous. I just think this is a team that could only muster 31 wins with a perennial All Star on its roster. Even if that perennial All Star was an abyss, black hole, nightmare for Chris Tapps to play next to, I think Chris Tapps will have a great year statistically. I don't think it'll translate to that many wins. They're going to be playing rookies. They should. Heavy minutes, and I don't. I think that's going to be translate into losses. We're unanimous here, guys. I mean, and, and you got to think they're probably going to look to move Courtney Lee, maybe move Lance Thomas even. Like if they can get anything for these guys, like they might move them. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like a, also a, a big market team, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of a tax where people are betting the over on that. So yeah. I, feel like, I feel like what's pretty good. I feel like we should feel good being unanimous under. Next up, my least favorite team, the Orlando Magic. I hate watching them. So here's the thing. This team should be better. But they kept together a terrible team to be terrible again. I don't know how you go out there every night being like, come on, guys, let's do it. Remember how terrible you are? Let's try really hard (laughs) for like the third year in a row. Most spades will give that speech, though. (laughs) I have... I have an embarrassing output for the Orlando Magic of 28 wins, despite having way more talent than the teams around them. 28 wins. That's you a, have gone way under. Big time under. I know. I hate this team. I hate this team, too. I hate watching them play. I think their coach has a boring, plotting style of play. However, I think that boring, plotting style of play and the subtraction of Jeff Green is just enough for 34 wins in the slightest of overs. So what's, is it, what is it? 30, 33 and a half. 33 and a half. It feels right. Hey, here's the thing. They're not winning 34 games, guys. I think they Chuck, can. I, mean, I don't want to make up your mind, Chuck. I'm talking to my listeners right now. They ain't winning 34 games. I don't know. Jonathan Simmons, <laughs> I'd like to see him in an expanded role, see what he does. Uh, Mo Spates is there. Got, you know, Shelvin Mack. Yeah, like, Did you, you can, just you can, yourself? You can, you can take all those wins you gave to the Pacers and give them to the Magic. That might be true. This is a better team than the Pacers. I can be wrong there. Um, they should be. Yeah, I mean, the Aaron Aflalo is 
a huge upgrade over what they've been throwing. Aaron Aflalo, I might be dead. I'm not even kidding. I don't. He's I don't really going to play anymore. He, he's not the defensive <laughs> stopper that he was once referred to as. And, and another reason to to like this team, their best player now might be their youngest player. Yeah. Well, who, who is that? You say Isaac. They, oh, Isaac. Well, I think if if they man, if Aaron Gordon just relaxes and plays and just doesn't try to be a star well, and just plays the four. And he, well, he's going to play where he's defers. supposed to play now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this team's unlike you know the Pacers who just added a bunch of elderly bums. This team has a lot of youth. I think this team is going to be like close to 500 for the first 30 games, 40 games even, and the bottom's going to fall out. Scoop, it's going to be done. They're going to shut it down. They're going to tank their way. They're not winning 34. Although they might be in the playoff race. I'm sorry, Magic fans. I'm also a little mad. I picked the over for you last year. Yeah, and, there's and, something and, going on and here. And they, and they, You've were, given very little analysis and a lot of vitriol, but I like it. That's, that's, our, that's our ESPN take right there. That is there. our ESPN take. Chuck, did you Chuck? You have not weighed in. Oh yeah, I'm going up. I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to. They're going to get the over. This okay, year. all yeah. right. I guy, always take the over for the magic, and it always kills me. So this is probably just another one. So of you're those. you're a slight. Oh, you, I'm I, over. Oh, I thought I, I thought you said slight under. So you're slight over. Okay, yeah, I haven't won in 34 games. 34, 33 and a half. Yeah, I think like 34, 35. All right, all right. This I'll is where the bullet hits the bone, guys. And these bones are brittle indeed. The Philadelphia 76ers. Whew. Keith. So, I've been making the joke even more than the Pacers. Yeah. I've been making the joke, take the under, because there's just so much hype. I don't actually know so what the much. number is right now. I'm excited to watch the Sixers. Might be my number one league pass team coming into the season. Just watching him to see him beat and Ben Simmons play together. So, now that I've complimented them, I think 37 wins. They are my eighth seed beating out the Detroit Pistons, but I have them at 37 wins. What's say Vegas? Keith, you're a very... Very shockingly, very small under. Under. 39. 39. Well, that's not, I'm two games off. Not bad. Under. They were, and I will say, I heard this. They were at some point, they were in the 40s. I don't know if everyone's bet them under. I think it's been bet down. Yeah. These, these are today's. Today, today's line is 39. That's, that's a tough one. But yeah, I will take the under at 37. Um, Chuck. I think they're a 500 ball club. I think they're going to go 41 wins. I think they'll make the playoffs easily. Um, this is all based on uh, Embiid being healthy and having his his uh, you know staying out of the trainer's room. JJ Reddick gives them the shooting they need. I like Amir Johnson. He's probably going to uh, upgrade them there. Uh, but yeah, I that I I believe the hype. Uh, I think uh, you know having Simmons a full season with Embiid and coming out of training camp, they're going to be good, and they'll have a uh, yeah forty one wins. 42 wins over. Uh, when Embiid played, w- one of the best defensive teams. Yeah. Crazy good. Uh, I think one of the better coaches. This Fultz stuff is troubling to me. I know this is a bet on Joel Embiid's health, which is probably stupid. But, I mean, I just think this team is has so much more talent than some of the teams around them. Fultz can learn on the job from Jared Bayless. Yeah. Bayless is back. R- J.J. Redick. Yeah. Amir Johnson. So I- this team is better. I mean, I maintained that if Joel Embiid does not play, this team is way better. So, like, my 37 wins is saying Embiid plays 30 to 40 games. This is a team that was devastated by injury and still won 28 games last year. If Joel Joel Embiid plays 60 games, I think they win mid-40s. Like, I think they're going to go 40 and 20. They're going to win two-thirds of the games he plays. So, you know, and so... 
tape that out for however long he plays. But I, I don't. I don't. I assume he's going to play around forty games or something, and uh, thus the under thirty-seven. Yeah, I mean that number's pretty darn good, thirty-nine. Yeah, I think that could be where they end up. Yep. Uh, I hope not. This is also the Magic are my like least favorite team. This is my favorite team coming up this year. I'll be watching the most. Yep. Brooklyn, and finally, the Brooklyn Nets. What do you say, Keith? I I like what they're doing out there, but let us not trick ourselves. They do not have high-end talent. I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be fun, but not good enough. I have them at 28 wins, which I feel is a good amount of respect for them. Keith, you've taken the over. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm definitely under. What's the number? 27. Oh, I'm just a slight man. I feel like, I feel like that that's closer than I would like it. That makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, this team is worse. This team is worse than a team that won 20 games last year. Oh, uh, strong disagree. Really? Yeah. They Gosh. didn't have Jeremy Lin last year. They, you know, like he was hurt the whole year. Brolo was way better than Jeremy Lin. Sure. But you have, well, first of all, you have Mozgod unleashed. Mozgod going to be dropping some threes. God, you have uh, you, you've added the talent in Alan Crabb and well, in D'Angelo Russell. Know if, I don't know if Alan Crabb is good. He's better than Sean Kilpatrick. And are uh, you sure? Whoever else was? Are generally. you sure? I Ro- am actually. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. So Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Karis Levert, both young guys. I like I like Karis Levert. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is not good. Th- I think they will develop. I mean, this is this is an investment on uh, the system, Kenny Atkinson's system, and. All those wins on it for the terrible East, I, I, I took I took them from uh, the Heat and the Wizards and the Sixers and I and the Pistons and I sprinkled them on Brooklyn. So there you go. I think Brooklyn's going to stink. Um, They're awful. Uh, <laughs> but this, this is but this is why I know that uh, the Brooklyn's pick is now owned by the one and only Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers. They don't own their pick. They don't own their pick. So uh, Though we've said that other years and it hadn't helped us. It hadn't helped us. <laughs> so, <laughs> Never does it. So in our head, tanking's not going to happen. But what I want to happen is for them to be good. Um, but what basketball karma will do to me, since I have wished uh, death and destruction upon multiple players in the Cavs organization, uh, they're going to they're going to be bad, and they'll probably get the number one pick and then hand it to LeBron. So yeah, that's the way my my basketball fandom works. I'm going to get pooped on by these Nets. So uh, they're definitely going to suck. So there we have it. I'm doing I, an anti-bet. I think it's the worst team in the NBA. So, oh, interesting. Worst in Chicago Suns. I mean, that's. I think. I, well, I, I think. I think the Bulls and Knicks are, are both worse. But I think. The, I, I haven't even thought about the Western Conference. Yes, the Suns probably. Yeah. Kings. I don't trust the Kings. So to wrap up, uh, we have two for one over fifty-four and a half wins for the Celtics. Unanimous over 48 and a half for the Raptors. Unanimous under 54 and a half for the Cavs. We have unanimous under 49 wins for the Wizards. We have two for one under 47 and a half for the Bucks. We have two for one over 43 and a half for the Miami Heat. Uh, the Hornets are off the board. We have two for one over 39 wins for the Sixers. Unanimous under for 38 and a half on the Pistons. Two for one 
over on 31 and a half for the Pacers. Unanimous over 23 and a half on the Hawks. Two for one under 27 wins for the Nets. Two for one over 33 and a half wins for the Magic. You guys are crazy. Uh, Pacers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unanimous under 28.5 wins for the Knicks. And two for one over 22 wins for the Bulls. You guys are crazy. I am crazy on that one. That is like Hoiberg, like years of watching Hoiberg coach at Iowa State. That's nuts. I got to affect my brain. That was my one preseason game where I watched LeBron. (laughs) 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 I got to say, I don't feel good about these guys. Well, if last year was uh, any, uh, the question might, last year might have been the tipping point. Where was last for tipping year, point for us? It's going right into the ocean. Was last year the aberration, or just the return to the mean, or are we going to keep? Who knows? All right, well, par fade away. We got to get out of here. What are we looking forward to to wrap up? Man, this season's coming up on us, boys, and oh, I'm happy. It's here. It's what we love. It's this wonderful. You got to get the product. basketball on at the bar. I'm looking We're forward to it on at Rosemary. Fantasy drafts, eleven oh two four seven. Fantasy auctions, and mo- more than anything else, Western Conference over unders. Oh, that's, that's gonna be fun. That's right. We may all bring like uh, battle axes and see what what you know. Whoever comes out with the, I, I left a lot of have, wins out there. I have some embarrassingly hot cake hot takes in the West. Oh, it's gonna be it. so good, man. So yeah, normally we record them all at once. Schedules aren't allowing at this time. We will get together. I am horribly late for work. Yeah, give you those Western Conference overs. And we got our fantasy drafts for our Patreon listeners. So, you guys, hopefully you'll make some money on this. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Like us on Facebook. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fast Break Break, man. You understand?